Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm joined by hosts of the new podcast, Screwed Up Stories, Rachel O'Brien and Christine Blackburn, and we're talking about screwing. Topics include, we all have messed up stories, but that doesn't mean we're messy people. Dating, what the rules really are. And here's a hint, they look different for everyone. How to initiate sex and actually have it without excuses. And ways to make your orgasms even more intense. All this and more, thanks for listening. If you've learned anything from me and from listening to this show, variety is the spice your sex life needs. So that's where I come in. But I know it can be overwhelming because I talk about so many toys and products and tips all the time that knowing where to start isn't easy. So I'm excited because I've teamed up with Good Vibrations to bring you my all new subscription box that has a selection of products I handpicked just for you. So every quarter, I'll send you a new collection to keep things fresh. This month, it's my winter warm-up collection featuring a fun selection of goodies that will definitely keep you busy this winter. You'll get a massage candle, warming lip gloss, which is fun for oral too, P.S., some super fun bondage tape. I love bondage tape. If you haven't tried it, oh my God. And an awesome rabbit vibe with lube. There's even a little greeting card you can leave behind for your partner to let them know you're ready for action. Once you sign up, we'll send you your first box and it's all a really good deal. You'll save up to $50 compared to buying everything separately. Plus, you know you won't get anything that I haven't tried, tested, and isn't at the top of my personal list. To get started, just go to sexwithemily.com box. That's my site, sexwithemily.com box to start your subscription today. into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. You can easily subscribe to the podcast, and you can check out all the posts and all the things we have happening on the site. As always, love when you follow us on social media, at Sex with Emily, across the board, which you really want to do right now. If you're not already, I'm sure you are. But if you're not, we've got some amazing giveaways happening for Valentine's Day and beyond. First one is you can check out our Foria Awaken giveaway. We're giving away four bottles of Foria Awaken, which is a CBD pre-lube that just makes sex a lot hotter, makes you more aroused, turns you on. We've talked a lot about Foria on the show, but we're giving it away. From now until Valentine's Day, email feedback at sexwithemily.com with the subject, Foria giveaway and tell us why Foria will help jumpstart your sex life. Please include your name, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. Giveaway number two, Woo More Play giveaway. Woo More Play is the most delicious coconut oil lube that is great for massage. It tastes delicious and it's just the most sensual, sexy thing. So I'm excited because we're giving it away. So follow me on Instagram at Sex with Emily. Screenshot you listening to the show. Wherever you listen, upload it to your story. Tag at Sex with Emily and write one sentence on why you love the podcast. We'll be putting it on our story on Instagram and choosing a couple people to win Woo More Play, one of my latest lube obsessions. So when we say a screenshot of you listening to the show, it could just be a screenshot of the show if you don't want to put your photo in it. But if it's you listening, to do a selfie of you listening. I'm cool with that too. All right, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. I've got special guests in the studio, Rachel O'Brien and Christine Blackburn. Welcome to the show. They're from the podcast Screwed Up Stories, but they also have many things going on in their lives. And I just, Rachel was on the show like the first week. Were you here? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Comedian and a friend. And Christine's a new friend, storytelling coach, producer, host, and now the new podcast. All that stuff. All yeah. the things. Yes. I love being on it. I told a screwed up story. You it was did. a great story. <laughs> it was. Okay. I, I did. I didn't know. And then there was a whole thing. I told a story about when my ex-boyfriend was a doctor. I got bit by a black widow and had to end up in the hospital. 
and he was my doctor in the emergency room. So you guys can check <laughs> out their podcast. Seems it's impossible. But it happened. No, it did, really did happen. Especially because he never worked that shift. Like, you did not expect to see him. All the things lined up. Yeah. Right, exactly. I'm like, he never works that shift, and then why was he there, and all the things. So tell me, how did you guys come up with screwed up stories? Like, what was that? It's a good, it's a good well, you know, it's idea. funny because um, the original idea that we had was the screw, which would kind of be like the view, but the screw. So it's four women of different generations talking about sex in the way that they do on the view, but it's the screw. Oh, that's awesome! That's I, really good idea, right? But when it when we when it all shook down, you can't get the screw on. Someone already had taken the name. Yeah, I mean, like of right course. before we decided like to take it to Westwood One. Someone had just started a podcast like a month before. And of course, it's a porno, you know, uh, podcast. Uh, And it really isn't, it's not good. It's, you know, and it's sort of a drag that they kind of took that name. But anyway, that's where it started was the screw. And then Rachel's the one that came up with, wait a minute. So let's talk about the screw, the screw, screwed up, screwed up. We've all screwed up. Screwed up stories. Mm-hmm. Let's go there. And yeah. we don't know so have to just focus on sex. It can be any type of screwed up story. Like how you've screwed up or how someone screwed you over or, you know. Yeah, and everybody's got that story. They do. But do you yes. feel like a lot of the screwed up stories, Why they always seem to be about sex and dating anyway, right? Most of them have been about men. There have been a few that weren't. Let me think. There was one about um, <laughs> this girl, Carrie Martin, whose aunt tried to murder her uncle by injecting his um he had just gotten surgery and she injected his iv vein thingy whatever with um fecal matter uh and 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 got arrested and convicted of trying to murder him but then they got back together later he forgave no. her yeah yeah it's so crazy like they're back together and then we've had other people on like comedian kathy <laughs> ladman and she talked about um her eating disorder and you know, and screwing up that way. So there's all different, yeah. all different things. And the idea is that when we all get together and talk about these things, we find that we have so much in common. Mm-hmm. We really do. Doesn't matter how old you are as a woman, if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or as a man, we all screw up. And it's just, it's, it's um, comforting. It is comforting mm-hmm. when and you can fun. really. T- it is fun it's to fun tell to those laugh stories. About it later. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like relatable, and when we're all real, and we're all walking around like pretending that we're so perfect, or whatever people do to show that we all mm-hmm. can relate to these these different. These different, yeah. whatever, challenges in our life. Yeah. But I let's go back to sex at the different ages because we have a lot of different women in the room tonight. This is the mm-hmm. most we've had. We had everyone on the mic earlier. My team is growing, which is great. But God, sex changes all the time and we never have a lot of, like, you guys in your 20s, mm-hmm. 40s, 30s. I'm in my 50s. 50s. Okay. So there's, I, let's I just do you. our version of screwed. You know, I gotta tell you, sex doesn't go away. Do you know what I mean? Like the sex... Uh, appetite, the sexual appetite or, or the desire or the fact that you can and still have pleasure no matter what age you are. Orgasms are always there. Exactly. They're right. ageless. So you never had any change. <laughs> we have a lot of women who call it like sex dive wanes and they it changes. But I think you're right. I think that 50, I mean, I thought it was supposed to get better. It does. I think it does get better because you you get more honest with yourself and you're able to communicate better and say like, "Hey, look, look, we're adults here. Let's just talk about it. Here's what I like. What do you like? Don't you wish you could tell your younger self that, and we could tell everyone listening that Mm -hmm. we because we think, well, you know, I believe that guys were supposed to figure it out that they that. They were, they knew how to work my body better than I did, mm-hmm. and I didn't know to speak up. But you're right, you get older, you're like, hey, let's not, except for if you're like Jamie at 25, she already speaks up right away. But I feel like you probably trained her though. I, yeah, well, that's maybe. What, yeah, I mean, she like came half and half. Pre lubed, but she's <laughs> but, but it's true. But I wish that, but what you know now is like just your body, confidence, all those things, right? And I happen to have a, a guy that I'm dating, and he actually told me, thank you so much for telling me what you want. He's like, this is the best sex I've ever had in my life because you're talking to me. Exactly. It's just as simple as talking about it. That is such a it's good... It's very empowering. It probably is the best because we assume we give men all this power that like they should figure it out. It's a but lot it of pressure about- to put on them too. It like, is that's a lot unfair, of pressure. Technically. I know. How about you, Rachel? How's it going with you and your sex life? I mean, I knew you were here recently, but well, we she's very orgasmic. I, I, know. I know. I've always just... <laughs> she has a I lot of like, orgasms I and amazing bad, sex. I it's like always it's been kind easy of annoying. for me. That's a good thing, It man. is just because I never put too much pressure on it. It was never like performative in bed or like I just enjoyed it. I didn't think about... I never like think about like, does my body look bad right now? I just... It's like... Why not enjoy it? But yeah. that's hard for a lot of women. It to is hard for a lot of women. About, or yeah. self-conscious about your body, whether you feel like you have a little too much weight here or there, or you're not toned enough, or you don't Guys like the don't way. Guys don't care. I know. They're I just know. happy you're there. Guys, yeah. exactly. They do not <laughs> so care. True. 
I think we're going to solve a lot of problems tonight for people listening. For yeah. a lot of people who have body image and they're worrying, if someone's in bed with you, they're having sex with you and you're having a good time, get out of your head. Absolutely. You know, I was just listening to you in the last hour and you were talking about giving blowjobs and how you have to make eye contact and all that. And some women might be like, oh, I'm too embarrassed, I'm too whatever. And it's like, you can't be that way. No, you you're can't. already there. You're already right. naked with somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. What, what are you? Well, what are you hiding? Exactly. Like eye contact is like the last holdout. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm literally like, like if I'm, I look at him. It might not actually be happening. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Now. If I look at you, then it's real. So yeah. I'm not going to look right now. You're absolutely right. But eye contact is such an. In, it's interesting how intimate eye contact mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And it just shouldn't be that way. So the other thing we were talking about earlier, I want to get your guys' take on this. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the rules in dating. How it used to. I want to know what you guys think if it's changed that back in the day maybe that it was that if women slept with someone that there should be a rule that women should wait before they sleep with someone and we're talking about heterosexual I mean it goes across the board but people have rules wait three months wait what if you what do you think about that sleeping together do you think it's ever too soon I mean I have heard I because I've asked guy friends this and couples this and I have heard stories across the board from like having a like hooking up on the first date and now they're married to uh, well here's the thing this is the most important part of it, I think, at least for me, is that I don't think you're going to get someone to commit to you just by holding out. So if that's your goal, if your intention is to sort of like trick someone into being with you, I think that that is not a good idea. Right. And it's never going to be for the right reasons. And it's never, mm-hmm. that's never going to work. That's not the right reason. Yeah, at that's all. not. Never going to work. Yeah. Like, so when people do that, like, well, if I, if I, you know, make him wait for three months and then he'll want to be my boyfriend and then it's like, that's never going to last. But that Playing being, games and but stuff. But that being said, once you go that far, almost every time you're going to see him after that, that's kind of where you need to go again, if not more. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't really, if you have sex on the first date, then the next date, you can't just be like, let's go to first base, we're done here. Yeah. I yeah. never really. You can. I, no, I, I think, see, my thing is that it's, if you can wait, you just met someone, you can't wait to rip their clothes off. Maybe make out a little longer, do everything mm-hmm. but, so then there's that, you build the tension, and then for mm-hmm. next time, you can see, I think mm-hmm. it's better to wait as long as you can, if you, because that could be really hot to get to know them a little better, but. Yeah. Well, that's like a good reason to to wait, but yeah. then like, I agree with Rachel, if you're just waiting to like, be like, I'm going to lock them in this way, yeah. then it's just like, yeah, that's not ridiculous. Yeah. How about playing games at all, though? I'm going to lock someone in if I don't call them back, or don't text, or seem less available. Yeah, what all of that. But that comes with maturity, too. That's what I think, too. say to, well, now, Jamie, you're different. You're above and beyond 25. I mean, at least in your experience, it seems. But I think that a lot of girls that are 19, 20, 25, mm-hmm. even 30, that they are still maturing and still learning. I mean, what are mm-hmm. the, you know, how to navigate and to have confidence. I don't know. Those games have never worked for me. Every time I tried to do it, cause, because basically I think that when you have to play those games, it means the person's probably not that interested. Because usually mm-hmm. when the dating happens smoothly, you don't have to play those games. I'm totally in agreement with you, Rachel. I feel like the same thing. I had one guy... A few years ago, I had a friend. She was like, you got to play the game. And she was like coaching me. This was a while, long time. I was like, what? And she was like, well, don't text back. Don't double text. I'm like, this is all ridiculous. <laughs> the and, then the guy, and then the guys my, who you're into, like, it's natural. There's mm-hmm. no, They're calling. They're not being like, I'm not going to call you for three guys days. Guys are not nearly as complicated as women, mm-hmm. for sure. Right. I We're think, convoluting things, I think, more mm-hmm. than men are. Now, I just listened to your podcast a couple of weeks ago, and you guys were talking about the five stages of dating. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Jamie, you guys were both, Jamie and Emily, you guys were both talking about how that first stage, you know, when you want to rip each other's clothes off, yep. is so fun. It's mm-hmm. so fun. So that's the stage I like to stay in. Right. I lo- we all want to stay For as long as possible. <laughs> how can we all stay in that stage? How do you keep that going, right? I mean, that's, that is the goal. I mean, it's not... It, I don't think it worked. I don't think you can stay there forever. But yeah, part of delaying, I guess delaying sex, not purposely, but doing mm-hmm. everything else and getting mm-hmm. to know each other is that that newness. And yeah, that, that delaying stage. gratification. Delaying gratification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for women too, a lot of us, it's just like our brains is what turn, you know, our turns is on or the thinking, the, the sexy thoughts, fantasies. What about you guys? Do you masturbate? Have fantasies? Who doesn't <laughs> masturbate? How could you not? Everybody okay, does, well, right? Okay, well, thank you. Well, you know, I got to tell you something. Christine, it's a really good question. Um, yes, I do. We do. I feel that I have to remind women to masturbate a lot. I mean, like not men. They've got that down. Yeah. yeah. I have to be like, no, it's cool. You're like on the bus. You don't need to masturbate. But with women, <laughs> with God. women, they just, it, they're like, because a lot of women are disconnected from their bodies or they think it's not right or I should wait for my partner to turn me on. 
But yes, you know, the more you masturbate, the more in the mood you're going to be. But I love you're like, who doesn't? <laughs> well, I have to say, like, if I'm going to have a date that night or I think I'm going to anticipate sex, I'm not going to masturbate that day because then it kind of makes it harder later, I think. So I think it depends on everybody's looking right. at me. With right. these I thought, I thought that I mean, that was different for women. I thought it was the opposite. Like, what, well, like it's once you like sort of get in the mood, it's yeah. easier. But Rachel, you just came out in the waiting room. I mean, I, just, <laughs> I know. No, I'm just saying well, that, that, you know, it's one of those things. You know, when you let the floodgates open and you have this strong orgasm and then three hours later, five hours later, you're having sex with your boyfriend or your husband. I don't know. For me, it's a little bit harder. Right. Okay. So maybe not the same day. Not the same day. Day of. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I, the more I just do it, I feel like I can still come again. But for me, it's like frequency, like a few times a week to keep my pilot light lit. Yeah. So sex mm-hmm. is top of mind. And so for a lot of women, they just don't, they don't think about it. And then mm-hmm. they're like, why do my, why is my libido so low? It's because mm-hmm. you're not charging the engine. Yeah. So... I think that's important. Did you always know that to masturbate? It was always a thing? I didn't know that until I was about 26 years old. And my I was married when I was very young, like 25. And a year after I was married, my ex-husband got another girl pregnant while we were married. Oh, wow. And you know, this is so funny. This, this is kind of just occurring to me now. Oh, I so love it. He's out. He's moved. He's gone, right? And now I'm in the apartment by myself. And he has taken all of his stuff, but he's left some things, right? The bottom of the closet, the top of the closet, there's some shit. And I'm going through it. And I find a vibrator. In his stuff? In his stuff, right? <laughs> and I never saw that before. So I take that vibrator. And that's the first time it occurred to me. Oh shit! This is Eureka. <laughs> Way to get back at him, Eureka! <laughs> right? That was like such a moment. But I was only—I was twenty-six. I should have known better. I should have no, known people earlier. People don't know. People don't know. I didn't know until I was twenty-something. I was having sex, and I was like, "What is the big? D- I'm not having orgasms. I never masturbated. It never occurred to me." Now that's a pretty good age, I think. Yeah. And then, uh, do you still use vibrators? Sure. Oh, good. What's your favorite? Sure. I, you know, I don't think it has a name. Okay. I think it's just that thing that buzzes in the. All right, you it know? buzzes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Are it you works. sure it's not something else? <laughs> I've got. Like it's my electric toothbrush. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of women use that. They really? use electric yeah. toothbrushes. Mm-hmm. I've heard true. that too. They take off the brush part, the top part, and then just use the anchor of the. I'm not saying I'd be resourceful. <laughs> Those people would survive in prison. <laughs> I I they would survive in prison. Yeah. Just very resourceful. For a lot of women, yeah. their, their first orgasm was like using their electric toothbrush. Yeah. I'm not going to recommend that to people. Could be not well, at least sanitary. if you're going to yeah. do that, buy a separate one for your mouth. Yeah, uh, that's all I would or say. Or just buy a vibrator. You know? Yeah, but people are like, they don't know. They're like, yeah. they don't know. They're like, oh, vibrations. They feel, they feel great. What's the word for when you use household items? Uh, pervertible. Yeah. What? I've never heard that. I've never heard that. Well, because, you know, it's my Is job. that an actual word? It's an actual, well, it's a, wow. it's a urban dictionary. Pervertible. Did you trademark like, that? <laughs> no, but I should. Get on it. Yeah. <laughs> a pervertible is like, if you use a spatula to spank your partner, or you use like um, tube socks to as a, as a blindfold. Yeah. 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 Also resourceful. Exactly. So <laughs> a, a belt pervert- to restrain. A belt to restrain. What have you guys ever used any pervertibles around the house? Gosh, wow. I'm, now I got to think about it. I know, right? No, I, I haven't. Well, Do there was that one flipper, that one pancake flipper I had. <laughs> you actually you know did. What I mean? Well, the- no, I didn't. No, but now she might. But uh-huh. now I might because I like the the thwack of it. Yeah, the thwack. Exactly. You know? it's a good oh thwack. Gosh. Just be I, careful. So- very quick side story. Yes. I went on a date with someone like maybe a year ago. Really nice date. And, and I appreciated that he brought this up right away, but I was stunned. So we're on the date. It's great. And he says to me, he's like, he's like, I have to tell you something. And I was like, okay, cool. And he's like, he's like, I'm um, into BDSM and I cannot date someone or move forward with someone who's not. And I was like, okay, you want to tell me more? And he was very specifically into spanking. It was like, it's, and he explained it all to me. And he, but he was very mature about it. He was okay. just like... This is what I have to do. If you can't, then we don't need to ha- keep hanging out. But I really like you, and I was like, "Can I think about it?" <laughs> yeah, like this. But a that's pressure. the only way he could get off. It's just that was his life. It was a yeah. lifestyle for him. It's like that's, Christian Gray. He did yeah. the same thing. Yeah, it's to Anastasia. If you read yeah. Fifty Shades, we did yeah. not go out again, and not okay. that just because I just didn't think I'd be into it. But I was right. like, that was kind of ballsy and cool that he brought it up right away. But that's what you should. Here's what I, I. That's what I would like everybody to do. I believe that BDSM, you know, the community, like they're very, they know consent really well they're like i actually require this mm-hmm. for orgasm and arousal and so i'm not going to mess around with someone who's not going to be into Absolutely. it and i really wish that we could get a lot of a lot of people on board with knowing what they're into and figuring out if you're sexually compatible before you get married before mm-hmm. you commit for years and have all these sexual challenges like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that 
we kind of just don't talk about because we're we don't you know, like we said we get older we're more confident but I just wish we could all learn to do that sooner yeah than but later. by the time you get married I mean you 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 should definitely have these conversations right yeah. you're getting married you're committing and then it gets harder to disengage or it gets harder and then there's a kid and then it, everything's just spin out of control you got to get it under wraps before is that, that how is you were married right I've been yes. married twice okay. And how is, what have you learned about well, sex and marriage? Well, I'll tell you. Tell uh, me, Christine. It's hard, man. It's hard. Marriage is hard. It is hard. It takes a lot of work. Have you been married? No, no. I just heard you talking to that caller on the phone, the woman who has five children. And Oh, no, I think it was on the podcast I was listening to of you, and it was a woman with five children, and you were trying to, you know, give her different ideas of, you know, getting stimulated in the bedroom again. Uh, but think about that. Five oh kids. To have any privacy at all. You would never. And where, you wouldn't get to go to the bathroom you, alone. Where do you put your sex toys? You almost have, would have to have like a, a safe or a thing or it's just it's hard man. yeah it is no that's I mean that that is the problem is that well we do have a solution for that we have something called the UV side note it stores cleans and sanitizes your toys and it has a lock box on it Get and you literally it charges your toys and it cleans your cell phone your makeup brushes it's this beautiful box that I leave next cool. to my bed so if you have me? kids I'm not kidding that's Jamie's fantastic. gonna Jamie's gonna pull it out of the garage we should put this on the Instagram stories because it's pretty awesome how cool I just can't help when we've got something for that I'm like yeah. oh, I need to tell you um, but the other thing is yeah here's the thing it is no secret that when you get married and have kids that mm-hmm. sex is going to be put on the back burner it's going to be hard to keep it as hot you're not having sex on the living room floor but it still has to be something that you continue to talk about but I don't marriage was never you know who knows kids too for me too was get, never have thing. you ever been engaged no interesting that but was, have you been asked has somebody asked you to marry them no I Come mean on. I've always I no, I've been in relationships but I've always it was never really my goal it was never anything that seemed interesting to me. I was never in a place where I felt like I wanted to get married. But has haven't men in the past talked to you like Emily? I see us yes. this and this and this and, and this. And then I'd be like, I I don't see that. So, <laughs> so I'm glad we're talking right about That's it. That's very honest. It is very this honest, is and so I think cool. Yeah, Sorry. isn't that cool? It's called the UV UVEE. It looks like a mini look, tanning. It looks like a mini tanning. It does look like a mini tanning bed. Like your Barbie could go in there, but. Right? And it turns on and it literally in 10, is it five minutes? It cleans the toys? Is 10 it minutes? heat yeah. or yeah. steam? It's UV light. UV light. And like it's the cool, and it locks. And you put your really electric cool. toothbrush right in there. Yeah. You, you, go. Go. you know. Well, there you go. Then I'm down with it. That's what I'm saying. Um, but no, for me, it's funny because I, um, I mean, my, my issues, my whole history is a whole interesting other thing, but I was always about like, I've always started a career and it was always about like, how am I going to have a big difference and change in the world and have a career and start a business since I was graduating from college and I didn't understand how you still keep your independent, how do you, how do you do it all? How do, how you? do you have a kid and get marriage and change the world? Mm-hmm. That didn't, that didn't, I didn't understand how you could do it. And now I'm at a place where, you know, I think that I figured out a lot of stuff with work and it's good that I would like to be in a longer term relationship. I mean, I've been in a lot of long term relationships and maybe marriage but again I never my brain was not normal Mm -hmm. but now that your career is kind of on a nice path and going in an upward trajectory maybe it might change that for you that aspect because now at the end of the night you might be able to relax yeah because I'm kind of in that place where I can't commit again because I've just been burned too many times Mm -hmm. in the past and I how can I concentrate on this show this show this show and this show that I'm trying to run right and then worry about pleasing you I don't I don't I mean I want to be with you but I don't know how to fulfill that side of things exactly and you also are a mom i'm a mom right? yeah. your daughter i have a she turned 12 yesterday oh, happy birthday mm-hmm. she's a she's good so girl good. she's a good girl and i tell her i try so hard to keep sex as the conversation that keeps on going and ongoing I'm so, so it's, glad. Not, it's not one conversation that's exactly it's it ongoing and like recently she asked me what is virgin what does virginity mean and i told her and then i told her that it's it most likely uh women most likely lose their virginity between the ages of 28 and 34 <laughs> I love that you're keeping yeah, it straight. Yeah, yeah. So I love that it's real. Yeah, it's very real. I love that. Speaking to it straight. No, it is important to talk to your, you're right. I always say it's an ongoing thing. It's not a one-time, you know, because these people say, oh, we had the talk. My parents had the talk Oh with my me. gosh. I, I don't know that my talk. parents ever, ever had a talk Me neither. Me. I can't, I don't remember it. Mm-mm. Right. Yeah, That's exactly really what don't. happens. Um, but anyway, going back to the career thing, we talked about this last night, having it all, and it is hard to do, but I think... I used to think that being in a relationship took away like the power, my my power. But now I understand. I don't know. think it's I think the it power. Can be a good it's your, your time. It's your my time. time. It's mm-hmm. where your energy is being spent. And then you think about a guy that you really like or care about or love. You think like, well, he deserves 
more time. Right. He yeah, does, but if you date someone that's equally as busy, I think that yeah, I that's think that key. that's fine. But I do get I get your mentality where it was it's marriage has never been on the forefront of my mind. Like I've never thought about what my wedding day would be. I've never thought about like I don't I've just never thought about right. it. And I could see myself in like ten years being like, Oh, maybe I should have thought about that more because I've just been same thing, so career focused. Well, it's all I care about. Right, exactly. I mean, and I, I like think- dating and I like having someone with me. Right. And maybe I'd like to be married, but it's just not it's never been something I cared about. It's very interesting to to think about is it because there's this because I always felt like I also didn't have the biological biological clock, which isn't really a real thing. I think mm-hmm. it's a psychological clock where you're thinking a lot about kids yeah. and family and marriage. So maybe there is something to, to that, to thinking like, when you're really thinking like, do I picture myself mm-hmm. married and what would that look like? So it's still there, even if it's not the wedding, but mm-hmm. so then your career doesn't, like I don't have any, we also talked, this is last night, regrets about it. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. I, I really feel like I've always been, Stay true to myself, yeah. but I I feel like yeah, it's just interesting to think. Do I really weird want it both never, ways? Yeah, and it's weird if you've never pictured it. Like right. I can picture, and I have, I can have vivid like visuals of what my future career is going to be like. I can picture like this is crazy, but I think I'm winning an Academy Award. I can picture what it feels oh, like to We're, be there. I can feel like yeah. what it feels like to stand there. Like everything about it. I cannot picture being married to someone. I don't know what I don't. I can't picture it at all. I That's can't. an interesting. It's never like crossed my mind. Yeah. To like, I think for a lot of younger women, uh, at least for me, it was like I had these um, numbers in my head like I got to be married by 25. I got to be, you know, and I got to have a kid by this age. And then that all falls apart, of yeah. course. But mm-hmm. but but I think part of it is that you're thinking about not just the guy, you're thinking about the house and there's going to be a garage and here's what we're going to do for Christmas and we're going to the education yeah. and this dog. So you're picturing more than just a husband, you're picturing this life. And how could I live in that house without some help? <laughs> Yeah, How exactly. Can I afford that? So therefore, I got to take this path. And like, like I have four older sisters, and that's the path they took. So to me, that sounds logical, right? Of course, and that's how your life was set up. They were all doing it. Your parents were. A lot of it has to do with that too. Your parents, how you mm-hmm. grew up, what you saw. Like my parents were divorced. My mom never said, "I expect you to get mm-hmm. married." She never asked me. Never pressured me at all. Like, and I think there's a lot. Again. It, your upbringing society it it used to be more about where you live as well in terms of mentality but now with social media and now that we're all a little more connected maybe that doesn't matter as much it's changing a lot I have Mm -hmm. to say that this gentle millennial generation Mm -hmm. it feels like right that's it's all millennials Mm -hmm. that it is a little bit different that that you guys are kind of delaying you're not they're smarter oriented towards that they're smarter I mean they're just saying like people are just waiting longer because one um a lot of millennials are in debt and they don't want to get married in debt. And also mm-hmm. they just feel like they want to have their career set in stone before they decide to settle down with like a whole other person. Yeah. 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 And I never felt like, um, that was the other thing was like, I never realized it. I never thought that someone else was going to take care of me. Like I was raised that mm-hmm. like, don't rely on anyone to take care of you. You got to make it. And then I chose a career that's very challenging. And so anyway, but yeah, I think these, say, these are all changing these messages, yeah. right? I think so too. But let, let's say you're like a nurse, like a regular job and you make good money. You can really live anywhere as a nurse or a teacher maybe. So then you've got that. So then then what? In other words, we're talking about careers about like show business, yeah, which never ends. Yeah. And you're going to be, ends. you could be dropped Hardest tomorrow and you could mm-hmm. be dropped, you know, and there's never a guarantee. There's no necessarily, not necessarily even going to be a payoff. Exactly. And so once, but let's say you're a nurse or a teacher, you know, like regular. Then <laughs> regular person. You get that like under your belt and then Civilian. it's like, okay, what's next? Right. So exactly. No, you're right. It kind of makes sense. And it depends also what you write, where you live. I'm from Michigan. Right. That's true. Okay, you guys, I have to ask you both the five quickie questions. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. we're going to go back and forth here. All right. Um, biggest turn on, Christine. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Uh, bodies. All right. Like in terms of like athleticism. Okay. I like an athlete. Biggest turn on? Confidence. Okay. Biggest turn off? Bodies. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good one. No, you're not, right. not taking care of yourself. Not working out. I, 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 I know what that is because right. I work out all the time and I, I like that. That's uh, same. just my thing. Get it. Uh, biggest turn off? Did you say? Being shitty to people. Okay. Um, celebrity crush? Oh my gosh. There's so many. There's so many. <laughs> I think you had Peter Frampton like a couple of weeks ago. Well, <laughs> Frampton I, comes alive. And I was in, that's so true. When I was growing up, I had a picture of Peter Frampton on my wall and a picture of Henry Winkler. You know, oh, he yes, was the Fonz. Yeah, that was the shit, man. That was the shit. But if I had to have a poster on my wall now, and in fact, I just recently gave this poster away. That's how mature I am. That's uh, Rafael Nadal. Mm. Oh baby Jesus! Know. Okay, tennis he's player. a world class tennis player. Oh, the king yes. of clay. He's I mean, hot. He's I've just, seen him. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Tom Hardy. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, craziest place you've had sex. 
<laughs> well, I was a flight attendant for like seven years. So, you know, I guess I'm going to say the plane, not that other Did people Did you have, have it on the plane with a passenger? I always wonder how people do that. Oh, with a passenger? Oh, yo, here it is. Two a words. Pilot? Diaper deck. You go in the lav that has the diaper deck. Do you know what I'm saying? I just, I don't know. I don't know. You go deck. in and the then someone deck, follows you. It's like a tray table right? like, that comes down over the toilet. It's only like a small window, maybe 90 seconds. I go to the bathroom first, then you come up, knock a little bit, and then I'm letting you in, pull down the diaper deck, and there's always a little thing on for parents to know where to change the baby. There's a little thing wow. on the lav door that will show you, oh, this one has the diaper deck. You go in there, you pull that down, you sit up there. Wow. wow. And we're the, right in line. Look uh, at you getting membership. Oh membership to the Mile High Club it's just there you go. It's skyrocketing right now. <laughs> give her, Ken. Wow. Okay. Craziest place you've ever had sex, Rachel. Maybe a car. Right. That's a, okay. It's not crazy. I know. I can't think of anything else. All right. How about um, your uh, biggest dating deal breaker? It's the last biggest question. Biggest dating. Cheating, cheating probably. Cheating. Yeah. All right. Cheating. Lying. Yeah. All the things. I hate when people litter stupid stuff like that. Like if I'm with a guy and all of a sudden I agree with you. Littering Who shows still litters? That's so 80s. I know, I'm just yeah. <laughs> so 80s. <laughs> littering just shows that you think you're more important than everyone else in the world. <laughs> littering in. And okay, you guys, thank you so much. We are, we got, you guys are awesome. Thank, thank you for you. being here. Okay, it's, can we put, at Rachel O'Brien. Rachel, we yes. tell, we're put, going to put this all in the show notes. Okay. At Screwed Up, most importantly, at Screw Stories. Exactly. On Instagram. Screwed Up Stories is their podcast. It's hilarious. They're very talented women here. you got to check them out and support them. Uh, Rachel O'Brien, Christine Blackburn. It's rachelobriancomedy.com, christineblackburn.com. We'll also put this in the show notes at sexwithelmy.com so you guys can see them, what we're talking about. We're going to post some photos on Instagram, and then we got to go. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get into your emails. A strong mind-body connection is so important, especially when it comes to sex, but I get it. That's a whole lot easier said than done. That's what inspired Carezza to develop their system of all-natural, hemp-based supplements. It all starts with Carezza's convenient daily spray under your tongue that quickly absorbs. Each spray contains a unique formula of organic ingredients that support sexual function, along with Carezza's proprietary nano CBD, an ultra-pure hemp extract that is quickly absorbed for faster results. They have formulas for men and women containing gender-specific herbs and essential oils that have been traditionally used to support sexual health. And Carezza's hemp extract can reduce anxiety, inflammation, and even help with your overall mood. And when you're ready to get intimate, it's time for Carezza's In The Moment Spray, which I love. It's a spray. It's so easy to use. It's designed as a fast-acting mood elevator. It uses the same hemp extract, but incorporates a whole new set of botanical ingredients to help heat things up. Just a few sprays under the tongue, and you can feel the effects in as little as 15 minutes. As always, check with your doctor before starting any supplement routine. So if you're ready to elevate your mind-body connection, just go to sexwithemily.com slash Carezza. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash K-A-R-E-Z-Z-A. Something magical happened this year. The magic wand turned 50. Just think about how much the world has changed over the last 50 years. I'm talking disco to dubstep, payphones to cell phones. I mean, do you realize the magic wand came out a full year before we landed on the moon? That blows my mind. There's a reason the magic wand has stood the test of time. It's just that freaking good. Time Magazine named it one of the most iconic inventions. Cosmo calls it the little black dress of vibrators. In other words, it's the one vibrator you need to have. In case you haven't seen one at any point over the last 50 years, the magic wand is a full-size massager. And yes, it works great on the shoulders too. For most women, its power and size make it the ultimate clitoral vibe. I call it the sure thing. And because things get better over time, you now have two models to choose from the original plug-in version for constant power or the variable speed rechargeable version for cordless convenience. I've been obsessed with my magic wand since before I started the show. I even had my nightstand modified so I could keep it plugged in from inside the drawer. That's how much I love a magic wand. If you haven't tried one, what are you waiting for? Just go to magicwandemily.com. That's magicwandemily.com to order yours today. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me on Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, 
sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com SXM. That's sexwithemily.com SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. Hey guys, love answering your questions. That's why I do what I do. If you want a question answered on the show, go to my website, sexwithemily.com, click the Ask Emily tab, fill out the short form, or email feedback at sexwithemily.com. As always, include your name, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. Thanks, guys. Okay, Jamie's here. She's going to read the emails. Okay, this first one comes to us from Kirsten, 23 in Wisconsin. She writes, Dear Emily, My boyfriend and I have been together for over six years. He's my high school sweetheart and best friend. Our sex life when we started dating was great, but as time went on, it dropped off. Around September of last year, we talked about how our lives have been, been, including sex, and we said that we wanted to improve things, and if it didn't, we would break up. I've tried some things you've said, texting him sexy texts to play around and tease him, spontaneous sex when he gets home and trying to surprise him. I've been trying to be more adventurous, but almost every time I get the answer, I don't want to do work or I don't want to be intimate just suck it and bend over (laughs) we've tried toys and he always hurts me with them we've tried anal penetration it wasn't my thing i've tried masturbating in front of him and it still doesn't seem to be enough i'd even love mutual masturbation he's an open to that what would you suggest for things to do that might make our sex life more fun and sexy also am i wrong for feeling like i'm doing it all and he isn't Whoa. Okay, Kirsten. This is a doozy because here's the thing. If I had like a sex with only greatest hits tips, you did them all, honey. You are doing a lot of work here. And no, I'd answer your question. You're not wrong at all for feeling like you're doing it all and he isn't. He's not doing anything except for saying suck over and bend it, which Jamie and I both went, uh, and you know me. I'm open, you guys. I understand. I'm not there. I can't judge your relationship. I don't know you both. But that to me is just not a kind thing at all to say. And I would... Um, not tolerate that but I never want to say to any of you guys well this isn't for you you know like I said I haven't met you I know that you love him and our first love this is your first love Kirsten it's the deepest kind of love and it's the it's it's the first time we learn our heart opens and we just can't imagine anything else and it can be really hard to think of our life without this person so I just want to say that you're both still really young you have a lot of life skills a lot of learning to do even outside the bedroom but in the bedroom you guys have you're each other's only experience and so you're doing the right things he just you know he might not be hearing what you're saying um he may not really understand it i don't love that i don't like it all that you're having pain during sex and you must be exhausted from all these efforts i think that you want to know that you've done everything before you decide if a relationship is over so i know you've tried to have conversations but I, i you have to remember that if you have said to him, I want to spice things up, and you both agreed to it, you got to have the conversation again. Sex conversations are not a one-time thing. So it's about all the things I say, and I know you listen carefully to the show, Kirsten, but talking to him outside the bedroom and letting him know how this is all making you feel about your sex life and what you really want to improve, and you need something from him. Like, you need him to be kind of giving a little bit here and making the effort. and But you also can't make it blamey and shamey and, you know, um, like, why aren't you doing this and why aren't you doing that? So it's really just keeping it positive and like, I, I love you and I, I, can, I really want to connect with you, you know, during sex. I want to feel more love. And so let him know that it's something you have to both work on together. And I think that, you know, clearly he's not a mind reader. I don't like that he's hurting you with the toys. He doesn't want you to mutually masturbate. A lot of times when we're presented with new sex information, like our partner makes a request and it scares us or we don't get it, we say no. But maybe he needs some more information around it. So by you saying mutual masturbation, it would be really sexy because I'd love to watch you get off and then you could see how I touch myself. Like maybe bringing it up again in the way of explaining things to him, like giving him a little more details could help him kind of understand what you want to try here. You've done so many things here, and I think that having another loving conversation would feel good and see how he responds to that, but I don't know how much longer I would keep going through it if nothing uh, seems to change. All right, thanks for your question. Okay, so this next one is from Mike, 
57 in Atlanta. Hi, Emily. My wife has orgasms using the jacuzzi water jet. Can you suggest a toy that simulates that? Thanks. Hmm. Okay, Mike, you know that a lot of women have their first orgasm in the shower or in the bathtub using like the jets. We did some research for this because I know that since this kind of stimulation for women is so popular, there's been a few companies that have tried to get like attachments for your shower head that would kind of simulate it. So I just found one by Love Honey. It's called the... Drops of Sweden H2O Water Jet Showerhead Rabbit Vibrator. Now, I haven't tried this, but what it says is you attach it to your showerhead to propel a stream of water straight to your clitoris and then unleash the powerful vibrations of your G-spot for a unique blended aquagasm. So basically, it looks like a rabbit vibrator that attaches to your showerhead and can kind of give you that same kind of orgasm. The other thing is the magic wand would be good because vibrations are very strong and intense, which is what she might like about the jacuzzi jet. The womanizer is also a great clitoral stimulator, but maybe a removable shower head would be a great addition to your bathroom. I have one of those. They're amazing. And a lot of toys these days are waterproof. I think the WeVibe Tango is waterproof, so she can get one and bring it into her bathtub and shower time. But I'm kind of getting that you might want something like that uh, Love Honey product. So let us know how that goes. Check it out. Okay, this next one is from Rebecca. She's 33 in North Carolina, and she writes, Dear Emily, my husband and I have a great relationship, but our sex life could be better. When we have sex, it's great, yes, but we can go for like two to three weeks without, which I don't think both of us like. However, we haven't seemed to be able to fix it. First, I prefer to be submissive. Throw me on the bed and have your way with me. He wants me to initiate more as he takes my desire for submission as a lack of passion. So I feel like he avoids sex. When I do initiate... The response is either, I don't feel good, your timing is off, or even you need to be sexier and have more confidence or, you know, something like that. So I kind of just stopped trying. While I can talk to him about everything else, for some reason, when we talk about sex, it kind of always becomes my fault or at least feels that way. How can we make things better? We want to have a kid and are trying, but I feel like it's never going to happen if we can't get our bedroom life at its best. Oh, you're right, honey. I love it. Don't go. Don't have a kid until you figure out the sex stuff. Okay. There's a lot here because I understand. It sounds like you can't win. You're trying to when you try to initiate. He says you have to do it better and that you don't have enough confidence, which sounds like really hurtful. And when you don't do it, he says being submissive means that you don't have passion. So it sounds to me like you nailed it here that this, you know, you said you want to have more sex conversations and they're hard, but understand that sex conversations are hard, at least at first. So be kind and patient with yourself. They're not easy conversations, but I promise you they get better with practice. So you can even say, we really need to talk about it. Like I say, outside the bedroom, you know, when you're not like in the bedroom in the middle of sex, but you got to say like, we both want to work on our sex life. I think we both agree that like how, what can we do here to make us, you know, make sure that we're both satisfied. You can even explain to him that like that your submission is not a lack of passion at all. Here's the thing. He might not really understand that what it means by being, you know, submissive. Like there is power play, role play. Power play is a dynamic that exists in all sexual relationships. Usually at one point in a moment, there's someone who's dominant and someone who's submissive. That could switch six times in a sex session or just in one sex session, you're submissive, he's dominant. That just happens. You know, if two people are submissive, nothing's going to happen, right? So maybe he needs to understand that more, what that means. So like oftentimes we don't put a lot of words around it because we think they're going to get it and it's just really hard. So the more um, ideas you could give him, the more the more descriptions, the more scenarios will be a lot easier for you. And then when he wants you to initiate, my best advice for this is saying, what does that look like to him? Because if he paints a picture to you, he says, you know what? I just want you to grab me and start kissing me or I, I want you to throw me on the bed. Well, then, you know. You don't have to like in your head go, uh oh, what do I do? Da, da, da. Ask him for more information. And remember with these conversations, my best advice is besides the fact of having it outside the bedroom, is that you want to make sure that it's it's your tone is is light and it's with coming from curiosity and love with an effort to to make things better in your relationship. That has to be about both of you. So your tone is everything. You don't want to blame, you don't want to shame, you don't want to use like you don't do this or you don't do that. The most we can stick with I statements and how things make you feel. No one can argue with our feelings. That's what I suggest for your sex conversation. And 
I think, you know, scheduling sex is also important. Scheduling sex, you know, if it's just not happening enough for you guys, knowing that Saturday night is sex night can work for you. And then it's non-negotiable. If it's on your calendar, you got to do it. And that gives you both of you time to look forward to Saturday night, to send each other sexy texts, like what you're going to do or what's going to happen. Because a lot of what's missing is that whole buildup, that desire. Um, And once we start putting, you know, the words and the efforts into it, you'll find that you're both really turned on for Saturday night. So those are my suggestions for you right now. Just start having the talk, and I promise it gets easier. Mm-hmm. So this next one is from Emma, 24 in Australia. She writes, hey there, Emily. Love your show. I think I've listened to 20 podcasts this week. <laughs> my question is, can you intensify your orgasm? I've always struggled to get there in the past, but not because I physically can't feel it, but I would start, and the sensation would be so powerful that I let go too early or pull away my toy. Now, with more practice with my partner and many toys, I realize that I am getting them properly, but I feel they can get stronger and be longer. If so, what are some tips and tricks? Kegels, perhaps? I feel when I control them during my orgasm, that brings more intensity. Or should I not be thinking this and let my body go completely? Physical and mental tips are appreciated. Thank you. You're amazing. Oh, you're amazing. Thank you, Emma. 20 podcasts this week. That is a lot of podcasts. I love it. Okay, so here's the thing. I love you. First of all, I love your drive. You're like, okay, I got this point, but what's next? I'm the same way. I never rest. I'm like, what is that? Where can I take this to the next level? So I love the idea of intensifying your orgasm. So yes, let me start with kegels. Absolutely. This kegels help women intensify their orgasms for sure. Doing your kegels, those are the muscles that are responsible for our climax, those direct, those muscles. So yes, the stronger they are, you can tense and relax them, pump them you know, during intercourse, and that can help with orgasm for sure. Breath, playing with your breath, also really important. And here's different ways to play with it, is that when we pant like during sex, like during intercourse, like you've panted like those short, shallow breaths, those will get us aroused quickly. Like that's like a higher state of arousal. And then you could play with deeper, slower, shallow breaths. And that kind of slows down your arousal. And that's more like relaxing on your body, like the physiological level. And also when we're more relaxed in our body, then we're more sensitive and attuned to touch and all the sensations happening in our body. So either one of these, when we play with breath, can help intensify all the orgasms. I think it's also important to play with different types of touch. Remember this, that we're so used to playing, touching ourselves in certain ways or using certain toys and we get used to following the same neural pathways. So much like they often say like for creativity, if you're, I don't know if you've heard this, but if you always brush your teeth with your left hand, you should use your right hand. Try a different hand when you're masturbating um, or try a different toy for a new sensation. Like people are always like, oh, is my vibrator going to get me? Am I going to get too used to it? I mean, I think with everything, don't always use the same toy. So try a new toy, try different sensations. And um, there might be a period though of adjustment. So you've got to be patient because again, we get anxious. We like, I want the orgasm to happen. But what you're saying is I want to intensify it. I want to experience something different. So be patient with playing with these different techniques. So you're going to get there, but you just um, need to take some time with it. Now you asked physical and mental tips and you asked about, um, you know, kegels and all that. I think that the most important thing is like, don't overthink, should I be doing my kegels? Should I not? I think kegels are a great thing to do during sex. You'll know when you should be doing and when, when when you shouldn't. And my best mental tip is just to get out of your head. Once you start worrying about something or you're thinking you should be just doing something different, go back to your breath. That's my best advice is to go back to your breath and whatever you're feeling in your body and just get out of your head. So let me know how your orgasms get more intense after this, Emma. I can't wait to hear from you. Be ambitious about your orgasms. Ambitious. Yeah, I love it. Why aren't we all more? We all should be more ambitious about our orgasms. Okay. <laughs> okay, so this last one comes to us from Maurice, 39, in Louisiana. Hello, Emily. What lube would you suggest for me to use on my wife that won't harm her or me when I'm giving her oral? What's the best cock ring that would not just help me, but pleasure, uh, but pleasure my wife when I'm wearing it? And last thing, what's the name of the spray that could help me not orgasm so fast? Thank you for your show. All right. Okay, Maurice. I love it. Sounds like you are an avid listener. These are very specific questions and I'm going to help you out. When you say harm, you don't you want a lube that won't harm her. I assume because you have sensitive skin. So I recommend pure water-based formula, um, PJUR. Those are pretty simple, straightforward water-based formulas or system Joe water-based formulas are great. 
For penis rings, I love the WeVibe Pivot. It has a great vibrator on it, a great vibe, great motor. And vibrations can feel good to you too. I also like the Hot Octopus Atom Plus. That's also great for clitoral stimulation. And I would just go on our site and check them out. Like the Hot Octopus Atom Plus is a larger one. And I think it's cool because it's just a bigger toy. So it has more surface area that would allow to target her clitoris more. And so like if she's on top grinding on you, I think it's cool, but it's bigger. So the pivot is just a little smaller, but they're all powerful vibrations. Um, The spray you're asking about is Promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T, and it's a quickly absorbing delay spray. It uses a little bit of lidocaine and it'll help you last longer in bed. There you go. You can find this all on our website. Oh, and I forgot to mention at the top of the show that I am on SiriusXM Satellite Radio, you guys, which has been so exciting the last few months. Um, You can check it out at uh, I'm on Monday through Friday. I'm on 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 East. And it's pretty cool, two hours a night. And you guys could um, get a free subscription to it if you want to go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I love you all. Thanks to my incredible team growing every day. Ken, Samantha, Julia, Michelle, producer Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. So you all know that everyone here at Sex with Emily loves the womanizer, but no one more than producer Jamie. It's it's kind of an obsession. You think? I mean, you sleep with it under your pillow. Yeah. I mean, is that bad? No, it's awesome. I mean, Jamie, you know this. Some might say we have the best jobs in the world because we get to take all the new models home. We try them out. We review them. And not so long ago, we did bring home the womanizer premium which somehow, I don't know how they do it, they change the game again. I know, every time I think there's no way that it can get better, and it does. And the premium is basically everything I love about the Womanizer already, but it's got a bunch of amazing new technology and it just makes it so much better. Right, okay, hang on. Let's pick our favorite new feature. I mean, it uses the same pleasure air technology to indirectly stimulate the clitoris with those pulses of air pressure. Love them. It does. It feels like the best oral sex of your life. But there's no actual licking. Yeah, I mean, it's so good. And it has that little round silicone cylinder that goes over your clitoris. And those air pulses are exactly, like exactly what I need. But I'd have to say my new favorite feature is probably the smart smart silence. silence. Uh. Exactly. The smart (laughs) silence is the best. You guys, the smart silence, it keeps the womanizer silent until you touch it to your skin. So it's discreet and roommates don't hear it. I know. And I have so many Jamie's roommates. Jamie's like 18 roommates that are all dudes. <laughs> right? I mean, it's amazing. So I don't know. I have to pick something different. I'm going to say that the thing I love besides the smart silent is the entire toy is all body safe silicone. And it just, it's like luxurious to hold. I know. It's really nice. I, I really like with it. it. Okay, Jamie. Thanks for sharing my obsession for the Womanizer. Of course. If any of you haven't tried the Womanizer yet, now's the time to see all of them. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash womanizer. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash W-O-M-A-N-I-Z-E-R.